failure in God. There is no failure in God. It is no secret what God can do. What he's done for others, do do for you. In God, help me sing it. No, no, there is there is no failure in God. It is no secret. What God can do, what He's done for others, Him. No secret what to do, what he's done for others, he'll do the same for you. God. Can we all say amen? So we thank the Lord for his blessings, for there is no failure in God. What he's done for others, he'll do the same thing for you. There is no failure in God. We certainly thank the Lord for being here this morning for his kindness and tender mercies. We want you to remember our pastor and his companion, those that are uh, traveled to the convention. Uh, we trust that they're having a beautiful time there at the convention. I got word that our pastor led the march that they had there in Los Angeles because Michigan had the largest delegation at the time and he was in the front of the march. So we're thanking the Lord that they seemingly, as much as I, as I have heard, having a wonderful time here in California. We expect them back sometime this week. We want you to continue to pray for them that the Lord will bless and put his arms around them. We want you to remember Sister Maley this morning. She wasn't feeling well. That's why Deacon Maley is not here. So we're asking you to pray for Sister Maley. The Lord will touch her body and strengthen and keep her and give her a mind determined to do God's will. Pray for us this morning as we stand in the pastor's dead. We don't feel worthy, but we're just going to try to do what the Lord would have us to do and move on there. But we know that God is able to do all things if we but trust in him and lean on his promises. Uh, there was something I wanted to say, but I've forgotten when I do remember, I'll bring it back. I want you to pray for me this morning. Let us all go before the Lord in prayer. We want to call your attention to St. John, the ninth chapter, when we come out of prayer. Heavenly Father, in thy precious name, we thank you for your kindness and your tender mercies. We thank you that thou hast given us opportunity to be in the house this morning. We love you, Jesus, because thou hast first loved us. Thou hast given us strength. Thou hast given us courage. Thou hast given us, O Lord, the mind to do thy will. And as we stand this day, Lord, we ask that thou would have thine own way, that thou would strengthen, O Lord, thy people. Bless those that thou hast sent this way. Send the word, O Lord, that would strengthen them. In Jesus' name, amen. In the ninth chapter of St. John, we're going to do some reading. We're going to skipping as we read. St. John, the ninth chapter. And as Jesus passed by, he saw a man which was blind from his birth. 
And his disciples asked him, saying, Master, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, Neither hath this man sinned or his parents, but that the works of God should be made manifest in him. I work the works of him that sent me while it is day. The night cometh when no man can work. I'm going to skip over to, well, I'll go back to the uh, sixth verse. When he had spoken, he spread on the ground and made clay a spittle, and he anointed the eyes of the man with clay, the blind man with clay, and said unto him, Go wash in the pool of Siloam, which is by interruption sent. He went his way, and therefore was washed, and came the neighbors therefore and they which before had seen him that he was blind said is not this he that sat and begged some said this is he others said he is like him but he said I am he I want to skip down to the verse and his parents answered them and said we know that this is our son and that he was born blind but by what means he now seeth, we know not. Or who hath opened his eyes, we know not. He is of age, ask him. He shall speak for himself. These words spake his parents because they feared the Jews, for the Jews had agreed already that if any man did confess that he was Christ, he would be put out of the synagogue. Therefore said his parents, he is of age, ask him. Then again called they the man that was blind, and said unto him, Give God the praise. We know this man is a sinner. He answered and said, Whether he be a sinner or no, I know not. One thing I know, that whereas I was blind, now I see. In Kings, the sixth chapter, and the seventeenth verse, and Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes, that he see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha. In the 25th verse of the ninth chapter of St. John, he answered and said, Whether he be a sinner or no, I know not. One thing I know, whereas I was blind, now I see. Now I see. I was blind, but now I see. Blindness is a state of not being able to see the things that are about you. And everybody that has eyes can't see. Everybody that has ears can't hear. They are groping in darkness and refuses to go to the light. The light is shining. The light is on. But because of 
blindness. They cannot see the light, therefore they cannot walk in it. Neither will they draw nigh to the light. The Bible tells me men love dark because their deeds are evil. And in the dark you can't see what's going on. In our scripture reading we find a man that was born blind. From his mother's womb he was blind. The disciples came to Jesus and asked him who did sin. We always feel that somebody has sinned when things doesn't, don't seem to be going with that individual. When something seems to be going uh, astray in their lives, we feel they may have done something wrong. I'm reminded of Job that was in such a position. But if we would only take note of what God said about Job before he was taken into the condition. He was an upright man. He was perfect in all of his generation. But God had something he wanted to prove. And he allowed Satan to use Job. He allowed the man to be born blind because the parents had sinned, not because of the blind man's sin was he blind but that God may be made manifest. The one thing God wants the world to know, and his people especially, is who he is. He wants them to see him. He wants them to know him. And when you're blind, you can't know well. You can hear, but you can't always see it as plain as you ought to see it. Let's get a picture from the thought of mind. But the picture from the thought of mind is always, not always as you see it if you could see. It's better to be able to see and to hear. But everybody can't see and everybody can't hear. Not that everybody is blind in the sense of blindness in the natural. But they are blind in the spiritual. And there are many blind today that are standing in pulpits or sitting in congregations this morning and they can see who Jesus is. In fact, they do not want to know, even as the Jews were asking, why could the man now see? They did not want to face the fact of why the man now sees. They did not want to accept what the man had to say about his blindness. The man said that it was one Jesus that spit upon the ground and made it and put it on his eyes and told him to go wash. And when he had washed, his eyes came open. God didn't tell him some great thing to do, but he just told him, go wash. Jesus did the biggest part by making the clay and placing it upon his eyes, and then he just told him to go wash. And he didn't where to go wash. He didn't tell him to go wash in any old place, but he told him where to go wash. Go wash in Siloam. 
which is by interpretation sense. But everybody feels that if I go where I want to go, that that should be satisfactory. If going to some church somewhere, I'm a preacher preach somewhere. But God told him a specific place to go. And cause of blindness, they cannot see the difference. You hear the people say, I can't see any difference. That's because they're blind. I don't see why I have to do this or that. If the Bible says to do it, I can't see why I have to do it. They're blind. And they cannot be afar off. But the blind man was adamant about who had opened his eyes. He said, I told you who opened my eyes. I told you that it was one called Jesus. He spread up the ground and my eyes became open when I washed. They said, well, give God the praise and we that this man is, not, is a sinner because he healed on the Sabbath day. He said, I don't know whether he's a sinner or not, but all of that, I was blind. But now I see. There are those that think that they see. Jesus said, if you see, then are you in sin, and your sins remain. And see and be saved at the same time in your own eyes. This is what the Lord is talking about. And see, then, uh, then does your sin still remain? You can't, you can't help somebody that knows everything already. You can't tell somebody something that knows all about life already. That knows all about God's word already. What can you tell them? They know it already. And when they talk, you find out they don't know anything. The more I hear a lot of those who call themselves ministers as I meet them from time to time it really vexed my soul when I begin to speak to them and they begin to talk because they refuse to tell the people the truth and even now when the light is shining so bright and you notice that the darker it gets the brighter the light shines and it is a dark time right it is getting in what we call gross darkness. It is getting into the midnight darkness. It is so dark that men just refuse to turn to the light and they just love darkness because of their deeds and the things that they can do in the darkness is hid from others' eyes. But I want you to know that they're not hid from God's eyes. For the darkness is as light unto him. This man Jews were questioning. They wanted him to say that it was somebody else that had opened his eyes. They wanted him to point to somebody else. You see the scriptures had already told us what God would do when he comes. And to say that Jesus had opened his eyes was to say that he was the Messiah. Was to say that he was God. And this is why so many refused the baptism in Jesus' name. Really to baptize in Jesus' name 
is to say that Jesus is God Almighty. It's to say that all power in heaven and earth is in his hand. But if we just stop a little and take consideration of how blind we are and why is this blindness on our eyes? Not that all of us are blind, but some of us are blind. Why is this blindness upon us? Jesus came into the world to save sinners. And he came unto his own, and his own received him not. When he came to him, he came as a baby in a manger. But when the Jews were looking for him, they were looking for him with great pomp and circumstance. They were looking for him to come with a crown on his head. They were looking for him to come in great glory. But they refused to look into the word of God and to hear thus saith the Lord. They had an imagination in their mind and they were looking for that imagination only. They refused to hear what the prophet Micah had to say and what Isaiah had to say. They refused those things and got their own vision. Every vision doesn't come from the Lord. Every sight doesn't come from the Lord. But some come of our own making. We can't always blame the enemy for planting these seeds in our minds. Sometimes it's just own flesh and we refuse to accept what God is sending our way. But we find that Jesus came as a baby in a manger. A manger is a stable where the horses and the, and the cows are. He couldn't find room in the house. He couldn't find room in for him to be born. But the Lord purposed it so that, the, that those that see might be blind. And those who, would, who could not see, he could open their eyes. The Gentiles sat in darkness and they could not see. We were locked. We didn't have a God on our side. We didn't have a way of being saved. The Jews had the proper way of salvation. It's what salvation was known at that time. But the, the Gentiles did not know salvation. They could not even go to synagogue and hear what thus saith the Lord. They had to wait outside. And if you were crippled and lame, you couldn't go into the temple. If you were blind, you couldn't enter in and hear what thus saith the Lord. That's why the Jews told the, the blind man, when they looked at him and said, you're going to tell us what this is? We know you were born altogether in sin. In other words, you were blind. How are you going to tell us? And in see, that was the problem. They saw too much. And too many of us see too much. We see more than we ought to see. We see things that we need not to see. And we want to see things that are not necessary for us to see. But the blind man, because he could not see, he wanted to see and was ready to receive whatever would come his way that opened up his understanding, that would open up his eyes, that he might see what was going on. But we see that as Jesus in the manger, even the enemy recognized who he was and was going to try to destroy him. But those who came to save could not even see. They could not recognize him. Jesus came into his own country. 
wherein he was born and he tried to do miracles in his land. But because of this belief, he could not do the miracles that he wanted to do in his own land. But all that Jesus did, trying to open up somebody's eyes. He was trying to call somebody to see what he would do for them. I'm reminded of Elisha. Uh, that when he uh, uh, was laying in his bed in his room God meant to speak to Elisha uh, and told him all the things that the Syrian uh, was about to do to Israel uh, and how they had planned to attack Israel uh, and how they wanted to destroy the king of Israel. Uh, but before that they attacked Israel, uh, God stepped down and told Elisha. Uh, and Elisha told the king what to do. Uh, king ben became very upset uh, and said, we got a spy in our camp. Uh, who is it that is spying our camp? Uh, who is it that is telling uh, the king of Israel? Uh, and his wise men had to tell him, it's not one of us, O king, uh, but Elisha the prophet uh, that is in the land of Israel. Uh, and so ben that sent down his army, uh, surrounded uh, Elisha and said, uh, bring him back to me. Uh, and Elisha stepped out and he saw uh, all this great army, uh, the Syrian army all around him. And the servant of Elisha said, Alas, my Lord, we are done for, so to speak. This big army is all around us. What are we going to do? Sometimes the saints of God are complacent and they become blind as to what God can do. We don't even understand. Sometimes the thing God is trying to bring to our understanding, we can't see all the time the things which God is doing in our lives. Uh, we don't understand some of the troubles uh, that we see. Uh, we don't stand uh, some of the act of pain uh, that comes our way. Uh, but we feel that the enemy is crushing in on us. Uh, he's pressing down on us. Uh, Elijah stood there in calmness uh, while the servant was all disturbed. Uh, and he said, what are we going to do now, master? Uh, he said, be of good courage. Don't get afraid right now for they are more with us than he that is with them and he said what are you talking about Elisha and Elisha looked toward heaven and said Lord open up his eyes that he may shoot and when his eyes were opened up he saw chariots of fire he saw the army of heaven all around you see we're never left alone even though it may seem as dark and dreary it may seem like we don't have in. It may seem like our God has gone on a long journey. All you got to do is just stand there. Lord, open up my eyes that I might see the glory of the Lord. But we are blind and not see because we don't give God the glory. We don't give God the praise. We need to be blinded so God can open up eyes. We're seeing all the things that are in the world but we become blind to our own desires so we can tell the Lord Lord open up my eyes help me to see where I stand help me to see where I walk help me to see how I talk help me Lord, that 
my eyes may be open. I can remember that I haven't always known who Jesus was. I haven't always known the glory of the Lord. Yes, I've been brought up in the house of the Lord all of my days. But not always understand the things that God wanted me to understand. But as I walk with the Lord and as I talk to Jesus, I begin to understand that I still got a little blindness in my sight. I got a little blindness that I got to move out so that I can see the full glory of the Lord. And it's not that I threw out the blindness, but I got to lean on Jesus. I got to wait till he decides to move the blind. There was another man that Jesus had healed of his blindness. That when he touched his eyes, he said, you see, how do you see? He said, I see men as trees. I see men as bush. And the Lord said, you don't see right, Jack. And he gave him another touch. And he began to see. He said, I see men as men. I want you to know we need another touch from on high. The world needs a touch of Jesus. But the world can't see until the church begins to see the glory of the Lord. The Lord, the world. Uh, can't praise God uh, until the church begins to praise uh, the world can't magnify uh, the name of the Lord uh, until the church uh, begins to open up eyes uh, until the church get to the place uh, where they'll call on the name of the Lord uh, where they'll get down on their knees uh, and recognize that God is God uh, all by himself uh, he's not a second or a third person uh, but he's just one person all by himself He's the first and the last. He's the beginning and the ending. He's El Shaddai. He's God Almighty. He's God all by himself. He's a God that opened the eyes of the blind. He's a God that called the lame man to walk. I was blind, but now I see. I see because Jesus have washed away my sin. Not because I am intelligent and so great. But by the wisdom of my God, who count to 42 generations, my God that loved me with an everlasting love, seeing that I was blind and didn't have a way, came down and opened up my eyes. Lord, help me to see as I see. Help me, Lord, to go through here with my eyes wide open, some my pain, and walking in darkness. Baptized in Jesus' name, filled with the Holy Ghost, but gone into darkness, gone into blindness, and cannot see. It's time to go back and say, Give me another touch, Lord. Give me another touch. I can't see like I want to see. Those walking in darkness need to open their eyes. They come as a social event to the house of the Lord. But the Lord is wanting you to come that your eyes might be open. You see, I can see. But God, open your eyes till you get blind. God can't save you until you put your way down. God lift you up until you come to a 
place that you recognize you don't know nothing. You got to come to a place that I'm without God. I don't know how to be saved. I don't know how to walk. I don't know how to talk. I can't see my way. There's darkness before me. I see a light shining out in darkness. Jesus is a Beelzebub. Well, if he's a Beelzebub, let me be a Beelzebub with him. But let me tell you, I know he's not a Beelzebub. Beelzebub is a devil. And I know he's not a copper. I know Jesus is the strength of my life. I know that Jesus is the joy of my salvation. I know that when I'm down and in trouble and I can't find a way out, when the devil seems like he's gonna crush me and I'm gonna have to give in to him I know that on the name of Jesus I can call and when the devil seems to be using me for a rug I know that all I got to do is look toward heaven look unto the hills from which cometh my help my help comes from the Lord it doesn't come from man it doesn't come from money but my help Help come from the Lord. I'm so glad that Jesus opened my eyes. I'm glad that Jesus put his word on the inside. I'm glad I can walk in the pathways of righteousness. I'm glad I got a light that shines. I'm glad I can tell somebody I know a doctor that can open blinded eyes. I know a doctor that can open eyes. He made the eyes. I got a doctor that is able to take the retina and put it together. I got a doctor that can make the vision pure. I got a doctor that will, if you're blind and in sin, he'll bring you out. Yes, he will. The Pharisees, they saw so much. They were the scholars of Jesus' day. They were the scholars that walked around in robes. They were the scholars that knew of the Old Testament. The scholars that studied the law. They were the scholars that were supposed to know Jesus. He returns. They had the great schools in those days. They had great teachers in those days. They had one called Gamay, one who knew the law. And Paul was of that sect, the Pharisee sect. And Paul said, I know the law from A to Z. Paul was masterful in the in the law and in what Paul had to say. Paul was masterful. He said, concerning the law, he said, I was blameless. He said, I was a Pharisee among Pharisees. He said, I was a Hebrew among Hebrews. But Paul was blind. He could not see. Paul was blind. He could see of the natural eye. But he could not see 
of the spiritual eye. So God had to talk to Paul, knock him down on his way to the mistress. And not only was Paul's spiritual eye blinded, but his God had to blind his natural eye in order that he might able be able to open up his spiritual eye. Paul was knocked to the ground. Light shine around about him. Brighter than the noonday sun. And when Paul essayed to open up his eye, he couldn't be. But he could see in the spirit. He heard a voice say unto him, Saul, Saul, what person is thou me? Saul said, oh, Who art thou, Lord? Somebody need to find out who Jehovah is. Somebody need to find out who the Lord God Almighty is. He's not somebody else, but he's just one. Paul thought he was serving Jehovah God. Paul thought he was serving El Shaddai. He said, I want to do El Shaddai's will. I want to do God's will. And I'm going to put all these Christians that's calling on the name of Jesus. I'm going to put them in jail. They're going around here advising in the name of Jesus. They're going around here speaking in other tongues. And I'm tired of this mess. I'm tired of all these crazy people talking about a man that they hung on Calvary. Talking about a man that they say rose up from the dead. But Paul was here in his heart. But he was blind. And he could not see. He was blind. Did not know what he was doing. But the Lord blinded his natural eye. And opened up his spiritual eye. And Paul said, oh, who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus. Somebody is persecuting the name of the Lord. They say it ain't necessary to be baptized in Jesus' name. Uh, they say it is not necessary uh, to call on the name of Jesus. Uh, it's not necessary uh, to do everything you did uh, in the name of Jesus. Uh, but the Bible tells me in Colossians uh, 3 and 17, uh, whatsoever you do uh, in word or deed, uh, do it all uh, in the name of Jesus. Uh, I'm glad that once I was blind, uh, but now I see uh, when Paul began to see. Paul began to do God's will. It's time for us that are washed in the blood and filled with the spirit set aside every weight and the sin that does so easily beset us. It's time for us to go back and get fitted with some glasses if necessary. But God don't give out glasses. God gives sight to the blind. God gives wisdom to those that don't have wisdom. God will lift you up out of the mind. If you've been trying to find Jesus, he's not far away from you. He says, I'm right here waiting on you to come unto me. All ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. You're striving to know the love of God. You're striving to walk with God. You're striving to serve God but you're blind Amen. and you can't see you far off 
and the devil is dragging you down. You refuse to see who Jesus is. You refuse to accept the word of the Lord. There is light in the scripture. And the light in the scriptures is Jesus Christ. Now we are the children of God. And because we are the children of God, God has given us light. He has opened up our eyes that we might tell you that you are blind. You may not like us telling you that you're blind and you can't see. You're baptizing Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. But that's not the baptism that God told you to baptize him. And that's why you're still blind and groping in gross darkness. But God said, go ye therefore to all the world. Teach all nations. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son. I'm reminded of man that I heard about on TV. He said, I could not read. I couldn't see. I looked at the word. Couldn't read the words. He was blinded from knowing what God was saying. He said, but I now can read and I can see the love letter that God has wrote to me. There's a love letter that God has written to the children of God. Which God wants every man to read. There's a love letter that God is saying, I want to open up your eyes. There's a love letter that God said, I want you to know who I am. There's a love letter that the Lord is saying, I want you to sit by my side. I don't want you suffering all your deeds. I don't want you suffering and seeing him and then leaving and suffering in a burning hell. But I want you to know that I love you. I want you to know that I care. I want you to know that if you're blind, you can't enter into it. If you're blind, you can't know my joys. If you're blind, you can't know my peace. Because you can't come into the sanctuary. But I want you to know that if you're blind, I'll make you see. If you're crippled, I'll give you two legs you can walk on. If you're blind, I'll give you light that no man can take away. I once was blind, but now I see. There are those that are trying to know God by the intellect. And by the intellect, you cannot know God. By your wisdom, you cannot come to a place where you can understand God. You can't come to a place that you can figure out God by your intellect. Corinthians, the second chapter tells me that had the princes of this world had known the Lord of glory, if they had known who he was, they never would have crucified the Lord of glory. But our eyes were blinded. Minds were blinded. You say, well, how did we get blind? Second Corinthians 3 and 4 tells me the God of this world have blinded the minds of them who believe not. When you refuse to see that Jesus is the only true God, when you refuse to see that the power for salvation is in the name of Jesus, you're blind. When you refuse to accept the baptism.
baptism in Jesus' name, you are blind and you can't see. You're blind and you cannot know that you're in darkness because you've never seen light. But God is bringing light to you. He doesn't want you walking around in darkness. God is a merciful God. God is a loving God. He loved so much. He loved so much that he gave his only begotten son. And not only was it just his son, but it was him wrapped up in flesh. It was God wrapped up in flesh that became the son. It was the spirit in its great in the body of Jesus Christ. Jesus is not just coming to existence when he was born in Bethlehem of Judea, but Jesus is God manifest in the flesh. Jesus is God made known in the flesh. Jesus is God bringing his love down to mankind, trying to open up the blinded eyes. I was blind, but now I see. Blindness is something I hope that I'll never have natural. Blindness is something that I don't ever wish upon anyone. I can believe that that's a terrible situation. I remember that I had a piece of metal hit me in the eye one time. And I didn't know that the metal had hit me in the eye. I was working on a car. And the metal was hot. Hit my eye and I blinked. Thought I'd gotten it out. And went on. But a few days and my eye began to ache. I couldn't look at the light. The light, little light shine on it would hurt it. I finally had to go to the doctor. And I began to think when the doctor covered up one eye. And I had to have it covered for about a week. I sure didn't like having just eye. I could not see everything around me on one side. I had to turn to see everything on a certain side. That's what's wrong. Some of us are trying to see out of one eye. Some of us are trying to see and we don't even recognize that we're blinded. You don't know who Jesus is. If you would just yield yourself. If you would just accept God's word. The Lord will open up your eyes. He will open your eyes so that you can see that all this that is saying that they are God is not of God. All this on television is saying that they are of God is not God. Jesus has a true light. You are looking at a dim light. But Jesus' light shines bright. It's brighter than the noonday sun. And when Jesus gives you a light to look into the scripture, you will see things that you have never seen. God will give you a sight that you thought you would never achieve. He'll give you understanding. He'll give you peace of mind. He'll give you things that the world will never be able to take away. If you would trust in him. Saints of God, if you be blind, it's time to go back and get a refreshing. It's time to go back and get a touch of glory. 
You don't see things as they ought to be. You need to go back and say, Lord, give me a renewing of your spirit. You're not seeing things. You think God is a long ways off. You need to come back to the altar and get a refreshing of the spirit. The time is winding up. It is dark there. It is dark in the world. It is so dark and the children of God are becoming blind. He said for the elect's sake, he's going to cut it short. Otherwise, there will be no flesh saved. But God is reaching out to saint and sinner and said, I want to save you. I want to deliver you. I want to bring you out. I was blind, but now I see. I see Jesus all by himself. I see Jesus as the eternal God. I see Jesus as God all by himself. The only God that can save you the devastation that's coming upon this world. This world is about to go into great devastation. You're looking at the United States and Russia planning to put away their nuclear bombs. Planning to get rid of all their bombs. And I believe that they're going to do it. I believe that they're going to come to an agreement real soon. I believe that Russia and the United States are going to get together. You say, I can't see that. It's because you're blind. Revelation tells us they're going to all get together. Revelation tells us that they're going to get together and they're going to be against just one nation. And I believe that they're going to get all this agreement together, but there's only going to be one nation that will not agree with them. They're worried about Germany right now. It's not Germany. Germany is to fall in line with them. Germany will fall in line with them. I believe that they're going to get all these agreements that they're asking for. And at that time, the world will come to a place that they'll think that they have peace. That's the blindness. That's the blindness that's coming on the world. That's the gross blindness. That's the darkness. I believe they're coming to a place where they're going to shout peace. We now got peace. We don't have to worry about war anymore. And they're going to get mad at just one nation because it refuses to put down its arms. It refuses to come into alignment with them. And that's the nation of Israel. But I want you to know at that time and in that day, the church won't be here. It'll only be darkness then. It'll only be darkness. But the light is shining now. The light is shining in gross darkness and the light is trying to draw you to it. All you got to do is open your eyes. All you got to do, see, you're blinded now because you just want your eyes. You refuse to see the glory of the Lord. And all he wants to do is to open your eyes to his salvation. That the time is growing short. And we don't have but a short time to God wants us to do. You that walking in darkness, it's time to come out of darkness. The world 
is not going to give you the peace that you need. They're not going to achieve the kind of peace that you need. You need peace that is everlasting. And this peace you can only see when you go down in Jesus' name. And are filled with the power of the Holy Ghost. This joy that you are seeking that will last from everlasting to everlasting is Jesus Christ himself. And you can't see it till your eyes come open. You're blind and you can't see you far off. You're blind and you don't know the glory of the Lord. You don't know the peace of God until you let God open your eyes. It's a terrible thing to walk around in darkness. It's a terrible thing to be fooled and then wake up and find that no way out. You had a way and you refused it. You had a way and you wouldn't accept it. The Lord opened my eyes. Round about the church of God are angels. Round about the church of God is the blood of Jesus. If you're thinking you're feeling something different, you are feeling something different. You're feeling the power of God drawing you. you. Now is your chance to be saved. Now is your chance to really know and see light as it is. Now is your chance to receive your sight that so long been hidden from you. And if you're here today, you can be saved. You can be saved. Your eyes can come open this morning. Your eyes can be open today. All you need to do is to repent. Repent. Turn from what you thought you've been seeing. Turn from what you have been doing. Turn from what you thought was salvation. And come to Jesus. When you come to Jesus repenting and a baptism in his name, he will fill you automatically with the gift of the Holy Ghost. You say, but I've been baptized. You haven't repented then. God cannot lie. God cannot lie. God cannot lie. He said if you would repent and baptize in his name, he'll fill you with the Holy Ghost. If you haven't got it, you haven't repented. It's not God's fault. God does everything he says he will do. There's not one thing God said he would do that he hasn't done. He does it every time. Are you here this morning? Do you want to be saved? The Lord is here to open your eyes. The Lord is here so you might receive your sight. The Lord is here that now you can walk in a new light. You've been stumbling and bumping your leg and falling. Stand up for Jesus and see the light. Are you, will you come right now? Is there one that wants to be saved? Is there one whom Jesus has called to say, come unto me? All you that labor and are heavy laden, I will give you rest. Will you come? He wants to save you. He wants to be you. Will you come? Is there another? Will you come right now? All things are ready. They have clothing and women and children. Somebody to baptize you in Jesus' name. And if you'll come right now, all your sins away, he'll lift 
the darkness from your eyes. And he'll cause you to walk in light. Light from on high. Will you come right now? Will you come? Will you come? What he wants to do is to save you. Will you come right now? Will you come? You don't have to walk in sin any longer. You don't have to be wrapped up in sin any longer. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. And he'll save you. Will you come? Will you come? Can we say amen? There's still time for you to come. It's time to stop stumbling. Walking around blind. You have a chance to see this morning if you want to see. God will open up your eyes. On extending all the call just a little further. Will you come? God wants you to see what's coming. If you would just come and let God open up your eyes. Believe. You can see that God is real. His word is right. The children of Israel, they couldn't enter in to the promised land because of unbelief. What's holding man back from knowing God is his unbelief. He uses to believe God. If you would just stop disbelieving the word of God and give God a chance. So open up your eyes and you'll be able to see clearly that Jesus is real. He's the almighty God. But you've got to believe. He wants to save you. Will you let him this morning? After hearing the word of God, Elder Clifton has preached this morning the word of God. Now the choice is yours. Did you hear it this morning? Want to know who God is? If you want to know Jesus, will you come? He'll make himself known unto you. He wants to save you. Will you come this morning? I believe there's somebody else here. The Lord is calling for you. He wants to save you. According to Acts 2.38. All you've got to do is repent and be baptized. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. For the remission of sin. And you shall. You shall receive the gift. God has a gift for you this morning. He wants to fill you with the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost being the spirit of God. Getting down on the inside. Leading you. Guiding you. Directing your path. He'll give you a new life. Brand new. But because of unbelief, you can't see that this morning. You don't understand the message this morning because you refuse to believe. Unbelief has blinded your eyes. If you would just lay aside your fears and your doubts, your terminology, what you think, and let God reveal himself unto you. Come, young man. Will you come, young woman? Will you come? 
the Lord wants to save you. He's giving you a chance. Will you come? We're not going to your patience even after we dismiss this evening, this morning. You can come. If you have any doubts, any questions in your mind, just come to the pulpit. One of the elders will be here and we'll talk to you about the scriptures. The Lord wants to save you. Is there someone here who just raised their hand and say, pray for us? We'll pray for you. We'll remember you in prayer. Amen. We're going to ask the Lord to keep you, to help you, and to show you he's real this morning. And the word of God is real. This is not for me. But this is us, that we all might come to the knowledge of who God is. We need to know him this morning. And we're thanking the Lord for the soul that has come. Don't let it be said too late. That message was for not only the sinner, but it was for the saints. Some of us are walking around with just one eye. Can they? And you're straining. You need to ask the Lord to open up both of your eyes and let you see clearly. Some of us glasses. You're willing to fix the natural eye so you can see clearly. But what about the spiritual eye? I want to see Jesus. I want to see him when he splits the sky. I want to hear him when he comes for his people.